Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we talk books, drink booze, and have beards. All right. As always, I am Bob of Tales by Bob. I'm the Ask the Podcast, Derek. I am the most creativest, awesomest, bestest Bal- ever. Balabac. That's Balabac. a lot of ests. Superest, most bestest Tanya ever. Hmm. Uh, Harding. Okay, so when that Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan thing was going on, I was in third grade. There was a girl in my class who was my frenemy. No, she wasn't even my frenemy. That bitch was awful. Her name was Nancy. And so there was Tanya and Nancy. We didn't like each other. And then when Tanya Harding got that girl's knees, I just kind of walked into class the next day. I'm like, what, just gave bitch? her a look. Mm-hmm. Just gave her that look. Give her that look. Like, you better she... recognize us Tanya as we take out kneecaps. <laughs> wow. Wow. All Dude, right. okay, my okay. While while we're talking about Tanya Harding, it's like real brief. But like, I never watched the I Tanya movie, but Neither I've seen I. um like screen caps, and like her husband's or whatever at the door. He's like Tanya, I don't know what I should do, and she just sits there. She's like, I don't know, go die. And I was like, I feel that. So, I just feel that fundamentally. So, funnily, <laughs> like, any, I don't know. Just go kill yourself. Anytime someday, I hear I Tanya. I immediately relate that to you, but then I also immediately relate it to iRobot, which, which I is also me. immediately, re- <laughs> immediately I see the connection. relate to you. I see the connection. So, um, yeah. Fair. All right. Fair. So this week we're doing our part two where we're talking about here are some authors that you should be aware of. You should you should dive in on these authors. They're more recent authors. They don't necessarily have like super long careers haven't been around for like 30 fucking years although so, last episode, last episode some we of them, had a, we had a couple but but still too important too, now yeah, yeah so people that you need to probably yeah. read so, but everyone on this episode is going to be pretty fucking recent for the most part and starting out i'm going to start with one of the most recent uh nk jemison so good all right so her full name is well not full name but so nora k jemison she was born in 72. She is an American science fiction and fantasy writer and a psychologist. She's won several awards for her work, including the Locus Award. Uh, as of her August... As of her August 2018 win, the three books of her Broken Earth series mm-hmm. have made her the only author to have won the Hugo Award for Best Novel in three consecutive years. First time it's ever happened. Um, there are other people that have won three times, but just but, not year, but after never, year after year, never consecutively. Her debut novel, The Hundred Thousand Kingdoms, uh, the first book in her Inheritance trilogy, was nominated for the 2010 Nebula Award and shortlisted for a bunch of other shit. Uh, yeah, real, real good. good. So she was born in Iowa City, Iowa, and grew up in New York and Mobile, Alabama. <gasps> She lived in Massachusetts for 10 years, then moved to New York City. She attended Tulane University, where she got her BS in psychology, and then she got her Master's of Education from the University of Maryland. She is the first cousin, once removed, of stand-up comic and television host W. Kamel Bell. Yep. So. Wow. So I have, we did a short story of hers mm-hmm. on here, The City That Breathed. City that was born. The city was born. What was city born great? City born great, which good story. Good story. Um, not our favorite on here, mm-hmm. but it was a it was a, it was a good solid story. And I have read the first book of that Broken Earth series, and from a craft standpoint, real fucking good because it's the only book I can think of that I've read where it shifted tense repeatedly 
and it worked. Like it goes from like third person. Oh, person, not tense. Okay. Oh, yeah, person, yeah, person, not tense. But it, it okay, I was fine with yeah. And it goes to second. She does. She has parts of it written second person. Mm. And second person is fucking weird to yes, read. It's tough. It works though. Mm. Like it's good. Like that's the thing. Second person is tough, but if it's done well, it's it's good. And so she fucking she fucking nailed it. Um, and it's that series super highly regarded. I mean, it won three consecutive fucking Hugos. Other of her stuff has won Nebulas and Hugos and yada yada yada. Like. She's about probably the most highly decorated author of the past 10 years. Like, she's got some good shit going on. Yep. Check her out. Um, Let's talk about Brandon Sanderson. What is there to not say? Well, I, well let's, let's, all right. Well, first off, he's best known for the Cosmere universe, which... It's not going to tell you anything if you don't know Brandon Sanderson. No, it's not. None of, none of his books out there say fucking Cosmere Universe on it. Nope. Um, but, so, the thing he is probably best known for would be the Mistborn series. I got this for my birthday. You think? Yes. Trauma Archive would be number two. You think? What would you think he's... The born? Wheel of Time? I don't know, but that's not his thing. I mean, yeah, he came he in and finished it. it, but that's not... No one sits here and is like... Oh, well, what did Brandon Sanderson write? No one, the first thing out of people's mouth is not, oh, well, he finished up Robert Jordan's series. Uh, that's the first thing out of mine. Well, I don't think that's the first thing most people think of. Warbreaker. Um, yeah, Warbreaker, <laughs> real fucking good. Uh, Elantris, I love that book a lot. Elantris, real fucking good. I think that was recently on sale. I think I got it. You should have. Mark. It was real good. What, Elantris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, think. I don't know. So, also, he, for since you're listening to this, you clearly like podcasts. He does a podcast with Dan Wells and Howard Taylor called Writing Excuses. Mm. It's, uh, what is it, 15 minutes or less because we're not that interesting. No, right? it's 15 minutes or less because you don't have, because we don't have much time and, no. I, you don't, I you don't have much time and we're not that interesting. It's something, I forget yeah. what exactly so, it is. We yeah. butchered that, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, really funny. It's a podcast for writers, like aspiring writers. Each episode they tackle one little aspect of writing and it's really good. Give um, you a writing prompt most episodes afterwards. Yeah. And give you good books to read, which is always fun. Also, Mary, uh, Mary Robin Robin Kowal. Kowal is yeah. uh, host on it now, too. So, uh, or, other thing he's incredibly well known for is he created Sanderson's Laws of Magic and popularized are, the terms hard magic good. and soft magic systems. Very important. So, like, if you're a writer, you need to look up his stuff because it's kind of the it's shit. It's a law. The now. Um, yeah. So... In tw- I didn't know this. In 2016, DMG Entertainment licensed the movie rights to the entire Cosmere universe. Dang. All of it. Mm-hmm. Bet you that was a fucking pretty penny. I would have to think. But yeah, so Brandon Sanderson. I would as a I would recommend as an entry point, if you want to ease into him, pick up Warbreaker. It was really good. Read Warbreaker. It was my first Sanderson book. If you yeah. like Warbreaker, go read uh, the first Mistborn trilogy. If you really like epic fantasy, like big, weighty doorstopper books, go read Stormlight Archive. Um, he does YA. He's done comics. He's done a little bit of everything. Check him out. Real fucking good. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I know he's known for magic systems. That's his. Derek, what's your favorite book? Big thing. By him? Yeah. Uh, this Words of Radiance. The okay. second Stormlight Archive book, probably. It's real good. 
Um, oh, and as Derek mentioned, he when uh, Robert Jordan died, uh, he had not finished the Wheel of Time series, and Robert Jordan's wife approached Sanderson to finish the series, and he did. Uh, he wrote what was it, ten books before he got published? I think yeah. he'd written ten books before he sold a book, and like not. Not short books. No. Like, written 10 epic fantasies before any of them sold. And the first one that sold was Elantris, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so I was going to say. I actually think Elantris is a good place to start. I never, I didn't finish it, but that's because of my, I think the book. War, I think I Warbreaker is more liked than I like Elantris, but I think Warbreaker is universally more yeah. liked than Elantris. Okay. It seems really? to be more popular. Yeah. Well, just. Warbreaker is the one I heard the least about my, anytime my, I was My, around. like, my, just judging from, like, people talking on, like, the fantasy subreddit kind of deal, just judging from that, uh-huh. more people on there seem like. You, Mistborn gets brought up yeah, all, all the, the fucking, fucking time. time. Like it's it's one of the most recommended things on there by a long shot. Um, but you maybe you don't want to dive in on a trilogy. If you if you're cool with diving in on a trilogy, start uh, with Mistborn. Honestly, though, I would actually I, I I think that's where you do start because even the first book is self contained. It is. You read that first book and you're like, I could stop right now. Yeah, and just know that when you read it, the other stuff that he writes is not as bleak. As Mistborn. Yeah. Mistborn is the most bleak thing that he writes. So it's all uphill from there from a bleak standpoint. It's still yeah. still good good stuff, but fair warning, it's a little bleak. Warbreaker was fantastic. Yeah, Warbreaker real good. Loved it. Loved um, the magic. All right. So Magic. All right. Joe Amber Crombie. He's a British fantasy writer and film editor. He's the author of the First Law Trilogy, as well as some other books, Trilogy of Young Adult Novels, uh, one of which, The ha- Half a King, won the Locust I've Award. Read. You read Half a King? Mm-hmm. Good? Yeah. Uh, it won a Locust. They so. had, uh, yeah, there was, I read it, but it was one of those things where I stopped and started it in long periods, so yeah. like, I remember reading it, I remember very much enjoying it, I remember there being a character in it. That had one of the coolest moments I have ever read. Could not tell you what it is. Great. Nice. Yeah. Um, Need to reread it. <laughs> yeah. But there was there was like a legit this character could compare to land in my head. Yeah. Kind of moment that I was yeah. just like, God. Nice. Damn. So Amber Crombie had a job making tea at a television production company before taking up a career as a freelance film editor. As a freelance film editor, Amber Crombie found himself with more free time than he previously had. <laughs> Wait, so, so making tea took up more time than making editing tea film. at a news station in Britain? Yeah, I yeah, imagine he's so. busy. <laughs> Everyone got to have their cuppa. Um, so, hmm. so with this time, he decided to reconsider a story plot he conceived while attending university. So he started writing the Blade itself in 2002 and really completed it in that. 2004. It took a year of rejection by publishing agencies before Gillian Redfern of Golands accepted it for a five-figure deal in 2005, or as he says, a seven-figure deal if you count the pence columns. <laughs> <laughs> so That's amazing. Um, so as lighthearted and funny as that is, his books are not. Not that. <laughs> so he is the premier grimdark writer of, of and Grimdark is downtime. one of the biggest subgenres currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to read it, 
this is who you read. This is, this is a wonder, great place to start. I wonder if I have any. It's you, you probably do. I probably uh, do. You probably have the blade itself. It's gone on sale I a mean, few it's, times. Um, it's one of those things where I st- I can't believe I haven't read it yet. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that comes up so good. often. It, and I've read I've read the first law trilogy. I started um, it once and got like a chapter in. My but biggest then, problem it ended the way it ended. It just didn't feel like it had ended. Like it it didn't feel like everything was kind of wrapped. You know, Bob, up. that's the way life goes. True, true. Um, but I know he's written more stuff since, so I would like to revisit it at some point. I would like you to read that thing that I read so that. You yeah, can, no, I'm yeah. I'm down. The thing is, like, of the two biggest names in Grimdark right now is Joe Abercrombie and Mark Lawrence. I just prefer Mark Lawrence. Yeah. Um, well, I prefer the, Abercrombie because his name reminds me of well, Abercrombie and Finch. I think you would. Like, I was thinking that too, which you, makes me that song. Well, like, I think it's actually I've been saying it wrong. I think it's Abercrombie. Yeah, there's not no M there. Abercrombie. Yeah, yeah there's Abercrombie. no M there. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I have the blade itself. Yeah, I th- yeah, I, I think you would like Joe Abercrombie more. Because it his, doesn't have the thing that I don't like. I know that much. Well, his stuff is a little denser, a little more nuanced, I'd say. Mark Lawrence, to me, is a lighter, re- not light in content, but... No, a, I, no I definitely... Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, see, I yeah. see what you mean. From a pro standpoint, it's a lighter, more airish read Yeah, yeah, definitely. Joe Abercrombie. While both being bleak. And yeah, dark. I um, no. <laughs> I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. That's what I keep thinking about. What was it? I... Boy, um, wear them if I had one stitch. So no, it's like um, it's like boy girl boy girl groups make, make me, me sick. sick. Oh yeah, I think it's fly when girls, girls walk by, by in the summer. summer. In, in the, the summer. summer. All right. Well. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I've been thinking about this whole time. Yeah. Is like, what is that song? All right. Yeah. So uh, we've got three left. Kind of moving through two of them quickly, so we can talk about one a little more at length. Okay. 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 Um, John Scalzi. All right. I follow him on I'd Twitter. I'd say he's, but... he might be, he's definitely one of the premier sci-fi writers currently. Yeah. Um, fucking Tor, I think, just signed him to a $3.4 million deal. Jeez. It's, he's got to write, I think it's 13 books over the next 10 years. But some of them but are- But for him, that uh, makes yeah, perfect a couple, sense. A couple, a couple of them are YA. A few of them are going to be more of his Old Man's War series. Uh, but then some of it's a new series. So Isn't he one of those incredibly prolific writers. He, yeah, he's he's pretty prolific. I'm pretty sure that's so. What, he was born yeah. in '69. Uh, he's best known for his Old Man's War series, which I've read the first three, and they're real good. I don't want to spoil the premise, but you could. I think everyone should read the first book in that series because it's such a neat premise, and you don't have to read the rest. Like everyone should read what is it? Old, Old Man's War. Is that the, that's yeah. the name of it? Um. So. In that series, three of them have been nominated for a Hugo. He's also known for his blog, whatever. Like he's 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 won a Hugo Award for best fan writer for his blog. Wow. Yeah, um, and he also uses it for several charity drives. But his novel, Red Shirts, won the 2013 Hugo Award for best novel, and I hear that's really good. Yeah. It's a I've it's, heard it's, it's same. the premise behind it is exactly what the, it sounds like. These guys who are red shirts on like a Star Trek yeah. type thing, they realize they're on a TV show <laughs> and they're going to die. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. That's so wonderful. I, I loved this. On April 1st, 2011, the Tor books announced with Scalzi on a April Fool's prank with Tor claiming 
Tor Books is proud to announce the launch of John Scalzi's new fantasy trilogy, The Shadow War of the Night Dragons, which kicks off with book one, The Dead City. <laughs> this excerpt from an imaginary novel <coughs> took on a life of its own, being nominated for and winning the 2011 Tor.com Reader's Choice Awards for Short Fiction. What? It was also nominated for the 2012 Hugo Awards in the Best Short Story category. As a joke. Yeah. This was followed up on April 1st, 2013 by an announcement, air quotes, about a musical production based on the series. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, but yeah, so he writes sci-fi. Uh, some of it's like quasi-military sci-fi. Um, Old Man's War is... It's kind of a light military sci-fi. Uh, real fucking good. Light military sci-fi sounds like my my lane when it comes to sci-fi. Yeah, it's not as it's not like because I can't do hard sci-fi. I'm reading right now. Military. Right now, I'm reading a book called uh, Legionnaire. It's the first book in the Galaxy's Edge. It's heavy military sci-fi. I've read a bunch of kind of more heavy military. This is, it's a little lighter, I think. Um, but yeah, John Scalzi. He's good. Check him out. If you if you want to read some of the best sci-fi that's coming out now, you can't go wrong with John Scalzi. I would recommend starting with Old Man's War. Uh, and I want to read Red Shirts, so check that yeah, out too. Yeah, sounds funny. All right. Next is my... So my literary hero for a long time has been... Uh, Stackpole? Michael Stackpole. And he's still a hero of mine. But my hero of heroes now is Michael J. Sullivan. So, Michael J. Sullivan is an American writer of epic fantasy and science fiction, best known for his debut series, The Raira Revelations, which has been translated into 14 languages. In 2012, io9 named him one of the most successful self-published sci-fi and fantasy authors. So, he wrote, like, 11 books, and none of them got published, and he said, fuck this, I quit, and didn't write a word for 10 years. And then... But over that 10 years, he just had this idea. Just kept kicking around, kept kicking around. And his daughter has dyslexia. So he decided to write this story for, kind of for her. And it turned into the Raira Revelations. Well, what happened was the first book got published by a small press. And the small press went out of business right before the second book was supposed to come out. Like they had all the dates lined up for like book signings and stuff like that. So him and his wife... Got the rights back to the first book and self-published everything and sold 90,000 copies. So Orbit came and was like, yo, bro, let's let's do this. And uh, he did. He worked with Orbit for a while and finally got to the point where he's like, fuck this. Why am I giving y'all so much of this money? He got he got real salty because when he did the deal, he, he sold the uh, Audible, the audio rights mm -hmm. to them. And they, those audiobooks make a ton of money that he gets very little from. I saw where he posted, he said that last year my writings made like $1.3 million and I got $34,000 of that. Like, what the fuck? So he went, he's, he's now back. He's like, fuck all of y'all. I am self-publishing and he's fucking killing it. Fucking killing it. But yeah, write your revelations are real good. Uh, it's about two thieves who get asked, hey, could you go steal this sword for us real quick? And it causes them to stumble into the like plot of the millennia 
shenanigans ensue. Yeah, shenanigans yeah, basically. Ensue. It's not like like these two characters are like kind of like polar opposites. Like one's big, one's not a thief. One is a warrior, really good warrior. The other is with a, three swords. With three swords. The other is a thief <laughs> uh, who is real surly. It's <laughs> Royce, thief, real surly, hates everyone. Hadrian, the best fighter fucking ever. But really friendly, like almost like a puppy, like yeah. giant people person. Yeah, he, he, oh, it's it's he amazing. He keeps getting yeah. them into stuff because he's so nice. Well, no, we're just going to help. And Royce's like, no, fuck people. Why are we helping people? We don't help people. They're not paying us. Why we're are like, we doing like, this for them? Up. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm sure there's money somewhere. No, it's going to be fine. We're just going to do it just this once. Just yeah. it'll be real quick, like five minutes. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, that led led to to this, and then now an oh. army wants to kill us. Well. Yeah. So it gets, but the audible books are great. They're read by Tim Gerard Reynolds. Real fucking good. I've, I've listened to all six books on auto or on auto audio book. Um, they're actually paired together though. Each audio book covers two of the books. Um, and so he, but he's written other series. Like he's written a series that takes place like a thousand years before Rayo Revelation. Don't I have that? He's written one that takes place, I think like 3000 years before Rayo Revelations Hmm. and yada, yada, yada. So like, um, it's really good. It's, it's he kind of wrote it as a reaction to Grimdark to a degree. Like it's kind of, like it's kind of like it's not a super happy story, but it's not like man, man fucking everybody's gonna die. Yada mm-hmm. yada yada. So I don't know. I heard that he kind of he wasn't real happy with the current state of fantasy, so he kind of wrote these books as a reaction to that. Huh. So, so it's kind of yeah, dark, but Age still myth, happy. Which I have. Yeah, Age of Myth is the yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Check cool. them out. Real good. Cool. All right, so last. Um, Definitely not Person least. who is, I would say, is regarded as the best current writer. We're, I assume that he is actually writing right now. It's up in the air. <laughs> if but, not, I'm just, I just need to curl up in a ball and die. Yeah, but we're going to say Patrick Rothfuss. I would say if, the, if, you, if you were to ask the fantasy community who are the best writers in fantasy, uh, Robin Hobbs is going to come up. Uh, Guy Gabriel K is going to come up. Yeah. Patrick Rothfuss is going to come up. Uh, now, with Robin Hobb, she's written like... 15? A t- well, she, as Robin Hobb, she's yeah. written 15, but she's got a whole other name that she's written books on. Yeah, and I don't know how many she's um, And then, you know, uh, Guy Gabriel K has written a dozen books or so, it- I think, yeah. Um, Patrick Rothfuss has written two. And a, and a bit. Three. Three. And he's got a couple short stories. Those don't count. We're, if we were counting short stories in here, as much as I love short stories, we ain't got time for that. George R. R. Martin's probably written. No, but I'm more. saying like Patrick Rothfuss has written two books, period. But he's got two little short stories that oh, are no, in the no, same no. universe. No, but we're, have- uh, we're not. I Until you've written like Stephen King or George R. R. Martin levels of short stories, I ain't got time for you. Like, but that bastard. You've, you've written two. You've written two short stories. Cool, awesome. If I slow if regard I, to silent things. No, now that now that is a legitimate third book. Like that's uh, a third book, and it's like two point five. Because Bob loves it. I it love is. it. It's, to me, it's the best thing he's written. It's okay. For it's me, good. far and away, it was the best. This is a quick thirty second spoiler. Not not even that. When that gear breaks. Yeah. I was more invested in that gear, and I almost cried. I have been more—I was more invested in that gear than I have been invested in ninety-nine point nine percent of char- actual characters in books. That is masterful. Yes, Derek. one. That's because you 
tend to read books that don't have good characterization. Two, because you're crazy like Ari's crazy, so you could relate to her better. I'll agree with the second one. Second point. Because um, I've that pretty would... much read all the books that yeah. you've read, plus like a million more. Yeah, and all of those make the number of good characters dwindle. I've read more books with good good characterization than you have, Dwindle. How okay, would you know? Okay, boys. Ladies, ladies. Um, we're all pretty. I'm pretty. I'm not. Um, but no, so Patrick, so Patrick Rothfuss, um, he's an American writer of epic fantasy. He's best known for his series, The King Killer Chronicle, which has won, um, some awards. Uh, he was born in Madison, Wisconsin, got his BA in English from the University of Wisconsin in 99. Uh, he contributed to their campus paper. Um, he got his master's at, from Washington State University. He taught for a little bit. He won the Writers of the Future second quarter competition with The Road to Levenshire, which is an, was an excerpt from the then unpublished Wise Man's Fear, which is the first book in his Kingkiller. Second book. Second book. Um, name of the win, Wise Man's name Fear. Name of the win, Wise Man's Fear. All right. So the other thing that he's really known for is his charity World Builders, which at this point, honestly, that's what he does. He's not a writer. He's a charity guy. Um in the fantasy community like they're like whenever world builders does their big drive like the fantasy subreddit is just filled with that and then the rest of the year is just filled with man fuck man, Patrick I really want that third book. why won't you ever just finish the fucking third book um so but it has raised over 7.4 million dollars since two, in 10 years it's raised mm-hmm. 7.4 million dollars primarily for heifer international a charity that provides livestock clean water mm-hmm. education and training for communities in the developing world i love heifer and they get he I am responsible for about 50 of those dollars. Nice. What part of it is like, you know, uh, they do auctions in association Mm -hmm. with that. Like he gets a ton of authors to donate cool shit and they Mm -hmm. auction it off. Like Neil Gaiman uh, made a video of him reading. Basically it was a stretch goal. If you, if they raised over X amount of money, he would like, I think sit down in front of a fire and narrate a book, uh, read you a bedtime story or or something. I figure it was, but so Patrick Rothfuss, I would say, all right, so when did fucking Wise Man's Fear come out? 2011, I think. 11 and 14, I think is what they no, were. Or was it 7 and 11? 11. 11. 11. So 11. I think it was, I think you're right, 7 and 11. So we've been yeah. waiting seven years for the third and final book. Which I'm in pretty, a, in pretty a trilogy sh- that is supposed to be more or less the prequel for his real series. Is more or less my understanding. In his defense, uh, there's a lot of defense coming, so prepare yourself. W- one, he has recognized the fact that he kind of backed himself into a corner by saying that the story is he's the greatest storyteller of all time, telling a, the greatest story ever. And then he's like, oh, shit, yeah. I actually have to tell the greatest story. Story, yeah. So that's what. Or you could so just long. do the tenacious D and be like, "This is a tribute to <laughs> well, the greatest it, it, song it, in the world." <laughs> yeah. Well, so like now he's the, yeah, way, exactly. the way he's written. It. He could he could have done that if he had yeah. written it yeah. a different way. But he's, yeah. he's literally like he's been in interviews and been like, "It took me a while to realize what I had done." Whoops. Until and then he's like, "But now he, I I just gotta I gotta figure it out." Yeah. But also because of the way because of the fact that he did that. And the way this story is being told, after this book, I think his writing will actually go faster. Because he's, part of what's slowing him down so much is he has to make, 
this is a character telling the greatest story of all time. And moving forward, it's not going to be, a, it's just going to be what's happening. So he's yeah. letting good, he's letting perfect get in the way of good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would just settle for good. Doors of stone. Well, a good doors of stone. Well, but, here, but here's the thing, though. I think if we wait this long and we get... Substandard quality. Yeah. They're, the community's going to tear them apart. Well, the and longer you, know, you, you know, wait, the worse it's going to be. But here's the thing, though. I'll, if I'll, if you I'm wait long enough and when it comes point. out, it lives up to people's expectations. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. People will forgive him for the wait, I think. Especially since... But I've, if it comes... like It's like, dude, you spent... Let's say he spent you spent ten years getting this book perfect, and this is what you came out with. Also, like you, people are going to flip their shit, and he has to know that. So does. it's going to freak him out. Also, because he's not in the best mental health. Which was well, what isn't I was he a, also the the guy who's like you? I don't owe you shit. Go but, fuck yourself, reader. Well, I don't owe you like, anything. Not like that. He, he's gotten to that point. But but hold on. But that's part of what I was about to say was. The reason it's taking so long is because it got so bad with the second book. <laughs> because things went so off the rails, he's had to get mental health help since then. Like, he's been in... No he, shame. He Well, no, no, that was the thing. Like, brief aside, the reason I went to therapy was because he went on Twitch and got a whole bunch of other authors and creatives to come on and talk about the fact that they had all needed help. Yeah. And why and all that kind of stuff. That's why I ended up going to therapy. Yeah. But like he talks about he talks about the fact that he almost ruined his relationship with his wife and he or his girlfriend. Yeah. But uh, his the mother of his children. Uh, and then like how he had become a horrible person and like all this stuff. So like he's trying to fix his head. Plus, I'm perfectly fine waiting. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where, like, I, I because I follow him on this stuff, I understand what it got, how it, how right. bad it got. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, I can't. Not like, me. Look, Not me. I need him and George R. R. Martin to just fucking drop a book and be done with it. Let me move on with my life. <laughs> so that's the thing. So. <laughs> if you want to read the best thing that's out now, more or less, Rothfuss is real good. It is really Rothfuss good. is what you need to read, but just get ready. You may have, have a wait, wait a before the third book. That but, said, if you're doing it now, at least seven years of the wait, you didn't have to live through. And luckily, you have us to tell you what to read while you're waiting for yeah, the third book. Exactly. Exactly. Which is generally what I sell people on once they realize that I sold them two parts of a trilogy. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever read. Oh, cool. Where's the third one? About yeah, that. About that. Um, you got a picture book you can look at. Read, a, read, a have you break. read that? Have you read? Th- I have it. Oh, you do? Slow Guard? No, no, no. That's no, what the, I'm talking about. Oh, no. He actually has a picture book. Oh, shit. That he no, wrote. No. I was oh, about my gosh. Right. You haven't seen It's like The Adventures of... Oh, I can't remember what the name of it is. He wrote a quote unquote children's book. Yeah. It is not a children's book. Nice. It is amazing. Every time he does like a speech at a con, mm-hmm. he turns off the lights and reads it to everybody. Nice. It's nice. amazing. And at some point, I need to either sit down with the both of you and make you watch it, or you need to watch it on your own time because it's amazing. Yeah, I'm down. Also, when I say children, you guys didn't see the quotes, air quotes, air quotes that I did. Um, it's not for children. M- Maybe, maybe don't show your kids this. <laughs> or so. maybe do. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's yeah. that well, bad. I'm not a parent. Don't watch listen to me. Watch it yourself first, then yeah. determine. Yeah. So. Eh. 
let the universe decide. So, all right. Well, Lots of good people between last week and this week. Yeah. Lots of yeah. really good you names. You should have no shortage of names to look for. And those are just the biggest. We didn't Yeah, those even... are the big. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no. Like, eventually, sometime much later in the year, we're going to do this for self-published authors. Yeah, and like, then we didn't even, we didn't talk about Scott Lynch. We didn't talk about. Oh, yeah, didn't didn't bring up Scott Lynch. Yeah, there's uh, tons. V.E. Schwab's v. E. doing Schwab. a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, check out V.E. Schwab. Check out uh, Scott Lynch. I mean, there's there's an epic Scott ass ton of so amazing Scott Lynch, writing. Scott Lynch is going to have the same George R. R. Martin, Patrick Rothfuss deal. Don't go into that expecting the end of the series because there's only three books. Oh, I thought the fourth one was. I keep. No, I always think no, the fourth yeah. one's out, right? No, yeah, yeah that's do. what it always. Yeah, no. So you may be waiting for a while on the fourth, one. but really, just go read the first Scott Lynch book by itself and just it, stop treat there. it like a standalone. standalone. It's a. F- um, it's one of the greatest things I've ever. But yeah, B. Schwab. I'm about to start her their first series. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started the second book by mistake, thinking it was the first book. Also, again, since we're not, if. If you're not interested in just the most recent stuff, there's stuff like Raymond E. Feist, oh, which yeah, I love, Ray- and there's a whole Raymond E. Feist, bunch of that. Uh, I know you don't like it, but Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan. Um, Tolkien. Tolkien for, for uh, Terry Goodkind. You know, there's so there's there's, there's tons, tons of stuff out there. Of we just kind of wanted to give Terry you Terry Brooks. Terry Brooks. I just wanted to give you an overview of the Christopher Moore's real fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But like fun what, light, fun light stuff. Yeah, what's what's popping right now? Like yeah. what what books? If you read these, you'll have a good feel for the landscape of fantasy today. It's what we wanted to impart upon you. Pick one from you know, every one of these people. See what you like. Yeah, that's what, that's what I would suggest. Yeah. Like, that would that would by the be a great hey, way to go through the year. If you listen to this, if you email the podcast, email us. Yeah, tell us what you like to read, and we will. And I will give you, you. I will tailor make you a recommendation. Yep. Yeah, just email us. Go to booksbeardsbooze.com. Uh, but we're booksbeardsbooze at gmail.com. And just email us, booksbeardsbooze at gmail.com. I'll give you a personalized recommendation. Yep. And then I'll give you the correct answer. Fair. So, all right. Well, in, in the coming... Well, you are the ass of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So in, in the coming week, as, it, as you sink into it like a bed of... Freshly chewed popcorn. Mm. May the with, with a weighted blanket. With a weighted blanket. Mm, I may like the, where this is going. May the blessing of the beard be upon you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.